The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone. I'm so delighted to um, have all of you listening to our show today. I've been very excited about our, our uh, guest today. His name is Barry Foster. He is the author of the book, Overcoming Your Funk. As you know, on this show, From Good to Amazing, we love to offer tools that allow people to move from good to amazing, to be more authentic, and to have richer and more meaningful lives. Barry, welcome to our show today. I'm so delighted that you've agreed to be with us. Uh, thank you, Temple. I am truly, uh, truly just energized and thrilled to be here. Well, one of the things that struck me so much when um, my assistant was telling me about you and your path and your journey is I, I love your willingness to be out there. Uh, there are so many people in the world today that want to be difference makers and, and change agents and all those type of things. And in that line of work, um, so many of us feel like as leaders that it's not okay for us to go through rough stages. And that's so weird to me because really, if you haven't gone through any rough patches, uh, first of all, I don't know how it could ever occur to you that you could actually help or support somebody else through getting through one, right? But um, here you are. You're taking a stand, uh, a very successful businessman, a very successful life coach, and yet you found yourself in a tremendous bump. Tell us uh, more about your story, Barry. Well, I think that I agree in the fact that many folks are not willing to put themselves out there. I went through a period of my life where I wouldn't have put myself out there either, except one of the things that I found as I was working through uh, my funk, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, was that the more I was able to put myself out there, the better I felt, the more resonance I got, the more feedback, the richer the experience that I had, uh, and it helped me to understand that in my work, I can't take someone where I've never been before. And so when I finally, July the 13th of 2009, drove a stake in the ground and said, I am not going to do this any longer, I'm not going to feel this way, look this way, I'm not going to be this way anymore, I'm going to change. Uh, I first accepted the fact that I was in a deep, deep funk and decided that that very moment I was going to change things. Didn't exactly know what I was going to do, who I was going to do it through, how I was going to get it done, but I was going to change. The status quo was not okay. 
And the next morning when I arose, I started to practice what I preach uh, for 20 years as a professional coach, is that you really have to figure out what got you here uh, to figure out some of the best route to get you out. And so I reached out. And the first step in um, overcoming your funk is accepting where you are, embracing it, as I did, and then reaching out. All the details in between is a lot of hard work. And you do not... There, the only place that success and significance comes before work is in the dictionary. So I knew that whatever I was going to do had to be a process of reaching out, discovery, exploring, and this was going to be about me as opposed to me interacting with another client. And so I had myself as my new client, if you will, uh, and um, and I started my I started my journey. One of the first things that I started to do was to write down a list of folks that I thought would be instrumental in helping me recognize, accept, and embrace where I was. Close friends, uh, my own personal coach that I've had for uh, over ten years the author of my book, or the, excuse me, the writer of my book, um, Valerie Toloni. I reached out to Valerie um, as well, had lots of conversations with folks, and started to gain uh, some direction. And as I started to gain uh, some direction, I started to realize that other folks have been in a funk. I had to start uh, writing down all of the things that I thought got me into my funk so that I could understand for myself with certainty what got me here so that I could make sure that um, should I start to come down this pathway again, I could stop myself, make sure I don't get into, quote, unquote, another funk, uh, and, um, and, and then move on. So it really was a series of um, contacts uh, people that I wanted to um, have um, conversations with. Some conversations were uh, more difficult than others. Uh, certainly my wife was um, an instrumental partner um, in all of this. And um, the thing that really got in my way more than anything was my ego. Um, I, as you had mentioned, um, I, I am a successful businessman, um, certainly uh, grew a business back in New England where I moved down to Florida from uh, from, uh, from nothing to a very successful coaching business. And in 06, November of 06, uh, we moved from New England to Florida. The way my story goes is when I moved here and I moved into St. Petersburg, I just figured that all of my success and Everything that I had accomplished, my clients, etc., was all going to come with me. And little did I realize uh, that all of my clients and my success was actually left back in New England. And when I arrived here in St. Petersburg, no one knew me. And uh, the um, series of events that happened was 
my business from New England uh, started to uh, dry up a bit. And a lot of my self-identity and the metrics that I used to, uh, to measure myself with were always things around how full is the checkbook, how many clients do I have, what are my monthly billings, uh, am I profitable, etc. And that was all about what I do and not about who I am. And so when 08 hit and the um, recession um, set in, um, I really lost about 80% of my business. And again, at that moment in time, no one here in St. Petersburg really knew me. So I had to set off on a pathway, and I can remember interacting with a number of my uh, coaching colleagues and making statements like, uh, there's no way I'm going to go back out and do the free lunch and learns. Um, I've already been there. I've already done that. Those are things that rookies need to do, not an experienced businessman like myself. The rude awakening was is that what I've always preached is the success that got you here is the success that's going to get you there. And so all of the things that, that made me successful I was not practicing on my own. And so in, um, uh, in 08 and, or excuse me, in 09, um, when I decided that I was not going to operate the way I was, when I drove that stake in the ground, I said, okay, what got me to where I was is what I'm going to need to do um, over and over again. So the folks that I reached out to, and we talk about, when you think about it, the universe aligns with you. Mm-hmm. When, when, when we think about certain things, um, it's amazing the people that come into our lives. It has been astonishing to me the, 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 the people that have um, come up to want to help who have got... Um, assistance on their side, they've got guidance, they've got advice, and, uh, and I was the one that was in need of all of that as opposed to the person that was, um, that was sharing the advice and, and, and the guidance. So it was truly amazing at that point in time. And what I started to realize was, and I'll get a bit more into skills and expertise and talents in a moment, one of the things that I really realized was people were not interested in what I used to do. People were actually very interested and attracted to who I am. And that became an absolute turning point. That was the whole idea about my transformation was to uh, remeasure and recalibrate what I use for metrics. And I'm a big proponent of visual boards. uh, These are boards that you um, copy and paste or cut out of magazines or take off the internet pictures and you you glue them onto this um, paper and um, it becomes a visual representation of where you want to go. 
very so powerful, put, isn't it? I've been doing those for years, and it's incredible. I can go and look at one now that's from years ago, Barry, and I go, oh, my gosh, look at that. That has now manifested in my life. That's so, so powerful. Anyway, I didn't want to interrupt your thought there, but I believe in those uh, vision boards. And those of you that are listening, if you haven't done one, I would advise you to take the time to do so because just as Barry is saying, they're life-changing, and plus they get you into the passion of what you long to have in your life. And they are relatively easy to do. And as you mentioned, Temple, they're so impactful that they are timeless. And I have three of them that are up in my office that I look at every day. And it is moving when I look at my original vision board, the first item that I put on it, right in the middle, it says, transform yourself. Mm -hmm. And over the last three years, the energy, the enthusiasm that I have put out, and I've always been, as my wife says, I'm an eternal optimist, but all of that energy and that enthusiasm that I've always put out is now coming back from everyone. And it truly is an amazing uh, process where um, one of the practices that I've always been involved with long before I went through my funk in 09 was I start every day with a positive reading, a positive expression, a positive quote from somewhere, uh, someone. And what I attempt to do is to take that positive quote, the thought, the essence, the energy in it, and say to myself, how am I going to apply that to, to my mission, to my life's mission? And my mission is uh, to make a profound and significant and positive difference in people's lives. And what I do when I wake up in the morning is I read my quote. Today's, which is very interesting, happens to be a very... It, I, at random, I open up one of my quote books. This one is from Stella Stewart, and I think a lot of people have probably heard this, but it has a tremendous impact for me. It says, behind me is infinite power, before me is endless possibility, around me is boundless opportunity, why should I fear? Hmm. And uh, I take a quote like that, and I start to construct... Uh, all of the things that I'm going to look for uh, throughout the day uh, that are going to be opportunities, possibilities, uh, and, um, uh, no fear. Uh, to me, fear is an acronym. It's uh, F-E-A-R, which is false events appearing real. And um, if, some, if some folks are interested in uh, my background, um, I am a very proud uh, military veteran, um, I was in the service from 68, uh, September of 1968 through February 1973. Um, I was a helicopter pilot when I was in the service. Um, I did spend a year in Vietnam, two and a half years in Germany, and I'm a very proud um, veteran. And um, I have um, faced fear, and, um, and I have seen many courageous acts um, in, my, uh, in my life. Um, and courage is not the ability of being able to form, uh, be able to perform without fear. Uh, courage is the ability of being able to perform while fearful. And 
there are a lot of folks that um, that I am so enamored by uh, that um, that have the courage to to, to do. Um, exactly what they want to do. As I've always said, when the desire is strong enough, the facts don't matter. And a group of folks that have always impressed me uh, with their courage, their determination, uh, their, their just boundless positive um, mental attitude are handicapped or Paralympic athletes. Uh, when you watch these folks... Um, Part of my background is also I'm an avid cyclist. Um, I do do some triathlons uh, locally here uh, to stay in shape. Um, I love being around um, healthy and, uh, and, and, and energetic and inspiring folks. But to watch the handicapped athletes uh, perform the way they do with the smile on their face, the energy, the, uh, just the determination that they have is just awe-inspiring. And uh, to me, if you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you go down to a triathlon or to an athletic event, uh, whether it be a triathlon or whether it be any other kind of, uh, of athletic event, and watch these folks perform, uh, if you don't get inspired uh, and motivated uh, by watching these folks, then uh, I don't know what will. They're just oh, tremendous, tremendous people. That that's so true, um, Barry, and and yeah, absolutely. They are such an inspiration. Um, we're listening today with uh, Barry Foster. His website is overcomingyourfunk.com. Overcomingyourfunk.com. You can learn more about Barry. You can order his book. It's incredible. I would urge you to do so. If nothing else, if you don't feel that you've ever been in a funk, you may know somebody that has. I'm Temple Hayes. Thank you for joining us. And also, we appreciate so much all of you who donate to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We'll be right back after uh, our commercials. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. 
To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. And today, um, my guest is Barry Foster. He is the author of Overcoming Your Funk, and that is also the name of his website. You can find out more about him on there. Um, I've been looking forward to having Barry on the show because his message is so timely in the world today that people have identified themselves with the trophies they have won with the um, marathons, with the amount of money that's in their checking account. And Barry is telling a story today about being a person that's successful, but understanding that your experiences are not the same as the person of the I am. A wonderful and dynamic unity message for, for all of us. Barry, I loved in the first segment how you were talking about how you had to get your ego out of the way and in the Course in Miracles it makes a reference to ego uh, as an acronym edging God out and um, I I think that that's um, you know such a powerful thing about your journey is because here you were uh, a successful uh, businessman you have a successful marriage Uh, congratulations on that by the way you've been married to your wife Penny for over 40 years and um, all the all the um, external of a very um, successful individual and yet within you there was this longing to be more than just all of those um, things and um, it takes a lot for somebody to stand tall and and to admit that though they are happy they still are um, longing for happiness so um, 
I really honor the work that you're doing and your, your message is so timely in our society today of people that though they thought that things that mattered to them are no longer important and they're trying to figure it out. Yes, and the um, when I when I look back and um, and all that I've enjoyed um, over um, over my sixty three years of being here is I've always been healthy. Um, I have um, I've never spent any time in the hospital. Um, as you mentioned, I have been married for forty three years uh, to my wife Penny. Um, my, um, she is the center um, of my life. Uh, we have a wonderful um, son, 40. He lives up in, um, up in Connecticut um, with my uh, granddaughter, uh, almost six years old, Zoe. Um, I, have been, I have been blessed with um, um, an abundance of work, a great work ethic, um, a lot of energy, uh, the ability of being able to uh, to learn, to take in information, and make it very applicable uh, to helping others um, get through what they needed to get through. And we always start with the self. And uh, one of the things that I want to share is that throughout the process of going through my funk, all of the wonderful things that I had we're still there. Still had my son, still had my granddaughter, still had my health. Um, all of the, uh, the components, all of my talents and my skills, my expertise, all that I had learned was still there. It was just pushed back into this, I call it black hole, um, of, my, um, of my funk. Uh, and as soon as I emerged... Um, all of my talents and my skills, um, uh, my expertise um, started to um, or was available again for me to use. Now, one thing I might mention is all through my funk, I was still operating as a full professional coach, talking folks through, um, helping them learn, um, helping them understand where they were, um, etc. And um, and I, at the same time, um, was struggling with my own funk. And folks who are in a funk are really great actors. And one of the pieces in the book um, is all about the man in the mirror, and it is a poem. And that is one person in the world that you, you absolutely cannot fool is that man or that person in the mirror. And... That was a poem that I carried uh, with me every single day, almost from the time that I started in my sales career, which was back in the late 70s. And I put that aside when I was in my funk or up to leading to my funk. A lot of the good practices that I had, um, eating practices that I always had, um, I set aside when I was leading up to my and in my funk, didn't eat well. Um, I, had a, I had a weight problem, and I've always said I didn't have a weight problem. I had a consumption problem, and the byproduct of the consumption problem was a weight problem. And, and I, had, I was low on energy, and I didn't really enjoy um, having that low energy. 
And yet all the other things in my life which I was not fully enjoying uh, were still there. They were all uh, they were all there. They were just, I was a bit blind to them, uh, if you will. And so as I worked my way um, out of um, or worked through the steps of working my way out of my funk, um, piece by piece, day by day, uh, writing down and journalizing um, things that I was thinking about. And one area I would just like to talk about is our internal conversation. We all have this little person in our head that talks to us. We have conversations with that person all the time. Now, as a behavior analyst, I fully understand that a negative thought and a positive thought cannot reside in your mind simultaneously. And certainly our internal conversation um, in a negative sense will drive negative external behavior. And I've heard my clients say things like, I'm no good, I'm not worth it, I'm of no value, why would anyone want to dot, dot, dot with me, whatever it happens to be. And all of that internal conversation is just not true. The truth is, is that we are all created, creative, capable, and whole. Um, we all provide value to the world. And our internal conversation needs to reinsure that in ourselves rather than be negative about it or untrue. And that internal conversation is so strong that it sets up our mindset that drives our external behavior. And just as many of us know that if, if you tell someone, whether it's a young child or an adult, doesn't matter. You tell someone that they are um, not good looking, that you're never going to amount to anything. Uh, you keep telling somebody negative input and eventually it's going to become their reality. And so our internal conversation, we've got to catch ourselves at the moment that we start thinking something less than positive about ourselves, and we've got to turn that around. And we've got to have internal conversations with ourselves that will drive positive external behavior. We have choices. We always have choices. You can choose to be positive. You can choose to be negative. And I would always suggest that one of the things that I did, one of the steps for me getting over getting through my funk, starting to fracture the way I was thinking and the way I was behaving, was to recognize just how much in control of my life I still was. Even though my internal conversation was not necessarily telling me that I was in control, that other things were in control, it was the recession. Uh, that's why you lost your business. It was, uh, it was the recession wasn't a recession. It was my inability of being able to recognize where my business would be um, if a recession happened to um, appear, which it did. So one of the things that, that, that I do in a very small way was when I first started to decide that I was going to eat better, more fruits, vegetables, eat properly. We all know what that means. 
when I would drive down to the grocery store, rather than parking near the store, I would park as far away from the store as possible. Number one, the reason I did that was because I could. I had the choice. I chose to park away from the building. And then I was able to get a little bit more exercise um, walking from the building to the grocery store. So there are a number of things that we can do that are very small triggers that tell us, tell our internal conversation, we are in control. We have a choice. There are many choices that we can, that we can make uh, that are good choices, bad choices, wise choices, smart choices, uh, maybe not so smart choices. Um, and we make those choices over and over and over again. So this internal conversation really does drive our external behaviors. If you're not getting what you want out of life, the first thing that we need to do is we need to visit that internal conversation. What are you saying? Who are you saying it about? What is it that you're, you're thinking about? And part of what I suggest folks do is they write those thoughts down in a journal. And I go back through my journals, and I've always been a journaler, but I'll go back through my journals over the years, and I'll look at some of my internal conversations, things that I've thought about, whether it's the world or politics or uh, the economy, things that are going on, uh, things about myself, uh, where I am, where am I going, um, etc. And it's amazing when we read that in print as opposed to just think it. If you write the comment down and take a look at it, ask yourself, is that a positive statement or is it a negative statement? If it's a negative statement, how do we turn that around to the positive? What is that really saying about us or the situation? And if we want to change our external behavior, we need to change our internal conversation. The more is there, is there something, um, Barry, that when you were in the midst of when you would catch yourself, is there something that, that you did? I know there's some people that wear a rubber band on their wrist and they, you know, pop themselves. Or um, is, did you transcend the thought to a greater thought from a negative to a positive? Or um, any, any step that you took that you found helpful? One of the um, questions that, and that's a great question, uh, one of the questions I would always ask myself is, is this true? Oh, is this true? Okay. And, um, and, it, and nine out of ten times um, at the beginning, uh, the statement that I was saying, um, whether it be, well, um, how am I, I'm not going to be able to find enough people fast enough in the St. Petersburg area for me to get back to where I was in 2005, for instance. And I would look at that statement, I would write it down, and I would ask myself, is that true? And the answer to that is, it's only true if I decide, if I choose not to go out, not to reach out, um, and meet um, lots of new people, and get them to introduce me to someone else, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And now that was one of the things that I needed to do was I needed to go out and I needed to broaden my visibility and I need to broaden my exposure, um, not only as a person, but also as a businessman. And so one of the, um, one of the goals that I had placed out there for myself was to start to join as many groups as I can. And I'm going to share a little, a very interesting point that I recognized. Years ago, when we talk about ego, and I like the expression edging God out, my ego always said that whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to bill for. My value is in my billing. And that was fine for me at the time. And I'm supposed that people respected me for the skills and abilities and the expertise and the talents that I had to be able to get them from where they are to where they wanted to go. However, um, one of the things that um, became um, uh, apparent to me um, was that there are far more people that are willing to help um, in the philanthropic volunteer circles than there are um, in, in my business circles of the past. So I started to uh, join, I started to volunteer uh, for um, things to do. For instance, um, I am um, I was a member of the Tampa Bay Professional Coaches Association, and two years ago, I went ahead and threw my hat in the ring and volunteered to become director, and got voted in, and for the last two years have, um, have really enjoyed and have been director with pride and honor um, in a volunteer, not-for-profit, um, hard-working organization, and I have been so enriched by my volunteer work uh, it goes, it's undescribable um, what I have gained as a person, how significant I have become to me first so that I can become significant to others second. Um, I'm a, um, a very active ambassador with the St. Petersburg Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, and I believe a, a co a uh, friend of ours, uh, Chris Steinacher, who's the president and CEO, um, is a friend of mine. Um, work hard for him. Um, and I just love being able to volunteer my time and do the kinds of things that people are so embracing um, of the time, um, the energy that you give. Um, I love to be positive. I love being enthusiastic. Uh, and, um, and when you're, quote-unquote, not being paid for it, um, folks seem to be so much more authentic and genuine uh, with their response rather than you're being paid for it, so therefore you need to perform, um, et cetera. So my volunteer time um, has really in, you know, enriched um, who I am, and, and, and that's the major difference between um, success to significant. Success is what I did. Significant is who I am. And I strive every single day to work harder and harder and harder on who I am. And what was miraculous about that is what I do seems to improve right along with it. 
So my business today is just about back to where it was from a financial metric before, but I now um, am far better off, much richer, far more significant to myself, um, a much better person than I was before. Mm-hmm. And the mantra that I use, I mentioned my mission, um, is um, making a profound and significant and positive difference in people's lives. Part of my mantra is the quantity of my life is behind me. The quality of my life is ahead of me. And what's significant about that is that we create the best times in our lives. That's such a powerful statement, Barry. And I'm going to ask you to elaborate on that when we come back from a short break. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. A much-needed story in today's world, Overcoming Your Funk. We're listening to Barry Foster. I'm Temple Hayes, and we will be right back. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for participating on our show, From Good to Amazing. And also, I want to say how much I appreciate all of you for um, sharing our show with all your friends and fans on social media. It really helps to get the word out. 
Uh, to remind you also that our uh, cruise from November the 10th through November the 17th, Unity FM, all your a number of your radio hosts are taking a cruise. We would love for you to join us. You want to sign up soon because um, we are getting a lot of people to sign up. So you want to uh, act on that while the availability is still there. We'd love to see you. It's going to be an incredible uh, journey for all of us. Uh, today, our um, guest is Barry Foster, author of Overcoming Your Funk, an extremely successful businessman. Um, all the uh, external happinesses that one could have, finding himself at a, at a time in his life in a funk, and today is offering tools um, in which he was over, able to overcome um, those experiences in his life. Um, Barry, um, tell us some of the um, things that you did. Uh, you've talked about your internal conversation, journaling, um, pushing yourself in places that you didn't want to go. Um, what are some of the other things that you were able to do that, that brought you into um, a better place with yourself and made you realize the things that were important in your life? Part of um, the um, the process at the beginning was trying to determine what was I passionate about. And one of the aspects that I mentioned earlier was when you start thinking about certain things, the universe aligns with you. A very good friend of mine, Carol Hasbrook, is... Um, a, um, a person who right now is off on her own personal um, adventure, her own personal journey, uh, another long story, a wonderful, wonderful giving person. And um, she has a process called the passion test. And Carol had known, Carol and I uh, chatted a little bit about where I was in my, um, in my thoughts and in my feelings um, where I could go, and she asked me, she said, what are you passionate about? And I couldn't answer her. I didn't have anything that I could tell her that I was truly passionate about. So she said, I have something that I'd like for you to, to try and get involved with. And so she said, um, I'm going to ask you to uh, work with me for a couple of phone calls, um, and then we're going to interact. She happens to be in the St. Petersburg area, so we were able to meet. And um, she says, I want you to be able to list out what your five top passions are. And we're going to answer the question, when my life is ideal, I am. And then we're going to have five passions. And I outline what my passions are in the book. And what was transforming for me was being able to have someone help me understand what it was that truly gave me fulfillment, uh, what some of my purpose for life, for being here is. And when I am challenged with a direction to go in, when my plate gets full, when I don't have a sense of, um, of control or direction, I just simply look at my five passions, and that gives me all the guidance that I need. The five passions come out 
And the question you ask yourself is, is if what I'm about to do doesn't fulfill one of those five passions, why am I going to do it? What is it about what you're about to do if it doesn't fulfill your passions is important. How are you going to be fulfilled um, by doing what you're about to do um, if it doesn't fulfill um, part of your five passions? And I'll share with you one very interesting note that Carol and I came up with when we, when we got to my final five passions. One of my passions did not include my business. That was a very telling moment when, um, when we discovered, I discovered through Carol, that transforming myself was actually going to be transforming my business itself to the next level. So we had to separate the two of those out uh, because I am my business. I'm a single horse shop here. Um, I'm a professional coach, uh, run my business um, by myself, uh, along with um, all of the support folks that I use um, around me. But I had to separate those, uh, those two factors out. But it was very telling that said that all of the metrics that I used before, which were all business-focused, were not part of my passion moving forward uh, to where I wanted and needed to go. And I had to separate those out. And that must have been pretty shocking, huh, when you, when you found that um, your business wasn't really considered one of your passions. It, it, it was a um, – to me, it was, it was so informative when you looked at it that said – that all of these things that I am passionate about really don't come from, quote-unquote, my business. My family, sharing time with my wife and my family, um, enjoying my new lifestyle that I had at the time and my wellness, um, the, the whole process of continuous improvement and transforming myself uh, just did not include building and growing my business. And what I have found since then, as I mentioned a little earlier, was that by, by improving a significant me and by focusing on me, um, what I do uh, becomes, uh, becomes a little bit more, uh, little bit more whole. And, um, and it, has been a, um, it has been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Um, the um, other um, piece besides the passion test was uh, a, a piece of my own coaching that I give to all or I share and I ask my clients uh, to give me a response to. It's called the Blocks to Success. And the Blocks to Success is a, is a series of uh, blocks uh, that many of us struggle with. For instance, uh, we might struggle with being uh, trying to balance work and home. Uh, we may uh, we may have a block with time management skills or organizational skills or listening skills or goal setting and dealing with conflict, etc. And there's a whole list of these things. And what we do is we we ask you to rate them. One is I never struggle with that at all. To a seven, which you struggle with it constantly. 
And so I sat down and I took, at that moment in time, after I did the passion test with Carol, I went ahead and reassessed my own blocks to success. And one of the things that we ask you to do in, um, inside of the blocks is that I ask you to choose, again, there's that part about choice, choose three of your blocks that when improved will have the greatest short-term impact, short-term being three to six months, the greatest short-term impact on your life. And those are three things that we will work on. I did exactly the same thing. So now I have a picture of my vision board. I have my passions, things that I'm fulfilled. I have my blocks to success, things I've got to get out of my way. Um, and, and I've got a significant number of new acquaintances, new friends, uh, new people along with my former support process that I've got in place um, and I'm working my way through slogging by slogging by slogging and the, and the, the, light, at the, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming. And, um, and I am getting, I am losing my weight. Um, I am far better nutritionally. Um, I am improving myself personally. The passions, the, my focus, uh, the metrics that I use for success are changing. And again, all of the wonderful things that I've had in my life have always been there. They were just sort of back in the shadows just a little bit. And now I was turning on all those lights that were shining into all the corners of my life, showing me all the beautiful things that I have, showing me that I can create my best days ever. My best days are yet to come. And I wake up knowing that each day gives me another opportunity uh, to figure it out, try on something new, remain positive, figure out how to create my best day, my best days. Uh, and if I can do that for myself, then I am fully in charge and fully capable of being able to help others, my clients. And even if you're not a client, just a friend, anyone that I can go out and make a profound, significant, and positive difference in their life. And from that, I wrote the book. Valerie Toloni, who's my writer, and I got together one day, uh, and she said, Barry, we have to write that story. We have to write that book. And, um, and I agreed. And um, what we have today, Overcoming Your Funk, um, is a fulfillment of that mission. Um, that is um, one of my recent Mount Everests. And every day I pick up that book um, and chat with folks like you, Temple, um, other folks that I, uh, that I meet that read the book. The book is designed with practical advice, strategies. Uh, it's easy to read. It was set up that way. It's a short read. Um, two things that will impact someone's life the greatest over the next three to five years are the things that you read and the people that you interact with. Mm, that's and, so, so powerful. Well, it's surprising, Barry, but our time is actually up, and I would like to end with a 
a quote by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross because it's telling the story of your life. People are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out. But when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is if there is a light from within. Mary, I want to celebrate you today in your life and the that you have and the difference that you're making in the world. I'm so glad that you discovered the deeper aspect of who you are and that you're able to support swimming their funk. Once again, you can go to Barry Foster's website, Overcoming Your Funk. Be sure anyone to um, email us, amazing at uni.fm, for any guests that you would like to see us have on the show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And, Barry, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. You're more than welcome. I'm glad I could share my story. Many blessings to you and much continued success. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Just what does that dream mean? Ever wake up from a crazy dream and wonder what it meant? Have you had a recurring dream all your life and you just can't get it to stop? Get all your questions about dreams and dream interpretation answered by the leading expert in the field. 
Unity Online Radio is home to America's leading dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox. And on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central, the Dream Doctor is definitely in. Tune in to Dream Interpretation with Dr. Michael Lennox, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.